0: Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear and then discuss it. This is page 418. Brayden began to place a stone on the board, then reconsidered. Quite a few folks thought the whole thing was in Rather. He cleared his throat. Bad taste, but nobody said so very loudly, if you catch my meaning. It was a grisly thing, but it got the point across. He finally chose the placement of his stone, and we played quietly for a time. It's a strange thing, I said. I ran into someone the other day who didn't know where Codicus would rank in the overall scheme of things. That's not terribly surprising, Braden gestured to the board. The giving and receiving of rings is a lot like tack. On the face of it, the rules are simple. In execution they become quite complicated. He clicks down a stone, his dark eyes crinkling with amusement. In fact, the other day I was explaining the intricacies of the custom. In fact, the other day I was explaining the intricacies of the custom to a foreigner not familiar with such things. "'That was kind of you,' I said. Brayden gave a gracious nod. "'It seems simple at first glance,' he said. "'A baron ranks above a baronet, but sometimes young money is worth more than old blood. Sometimes control of a river is more important than how many soldiers you can put to field.' Sometimes a person is actually more than one person, technically speaking. The Earl of Svanis is, by strange inheritance, also the Viscount of Tevin. One man, but two different political entities. I smiled. My mother once told me she knew a man who owed fealty to himself, I said. Owed himself a share of his own taxes every year, and if he were ever threatened, there were treaties in place demanding he provide himself with prompt and loyal military support. Braden nodded. "'It happens more often than folk realize,' he said, "'especially with the older families. "'Stapes, for example, exists in several separate capacities.' "'Stapes?' I asked. "'But he's just a manservant, isn't he?' "'Well,' Braden said slowly, "'he is that, but he's hardly just a manservant. "'His family is quite old, but he has no title of his own. "'Technically, he ranks no higher than a cook, "'but he owns substantial lands. "'He has money.' and he is the mayor's manservant. They've known each other since they were boys. Everyone knows he has Alvron's ear. Brayden's dark eyes peered at me. Who would dare insult such a man with an iron ring? Go to his room, and you will see the truth. There is nothing in his bowl but gold. Brayden excused himself shortly after our game, claiming a prior engagement. Luckily, I now had my lute to occupy my time. I set about returning it, checking the frets, and fussing over the tuning peg that was constantly coming. End of the page. I'm Nick.
1: I'm Jordana.
2: I'm Jeremy. Sorry. So to- I have several
0: things I want to point out on this page, but the first thing I want to say is that there's a neat bit of character that's being added to Quoth's loot that I think will continue to recur and that it has a, loot, has a loose peg.
2: Mm-hmm. Did you see he was returning it or retuning it?
0: Uh, oh, I probably said returning it, but I meant to say retuning it. Gotcha, gotcha. It does say retuning on this page.
2: Okay. Very well. Yeah, that he's uh, done that before, right? He said to fiddle with that peg before.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think he'll do it again. And so it, it feels like it has a bit of character. It makes the loot feel like a recurring thing. It has mm-hmm. more identity than just a loot. Yeah. Uh, a lot on this page, a lot to unpack Uh, I think first and foremost, there is a very important clue on this page. The idea that uh, a noble can be more than one entity in a person, I think is very important because uh, I think that this is setting up a big reveal for later on. What that reveal is remains to be seen, um, but it could be any number of things and it could refer to any number of people. Anyone we know who's in the peerage could potentially end up also being more powerful or like simultaneously more powerful than we know they are i'm thinking of simon for example but there's a lot of people uh who are in the peerage who are in uh ambrose also is one um or even the mayor uh, all of these things could eventually be a big reveal to put someone closer to the throne or perhaps in the role of the penitent king who we don't expect so this is pre-loading this idea into the book so that it's not a uh, it's not a deus ex machina when it shows up, and interestingly, Quoth's mother told him of this uh, this phenomenon. Kvothe knew Quoth's uh, mother knew somebody who owed fealty to himself. Why would Quoth's mother know a man who owes fealty to himself unless she was a noble? I think we've already agreed that she is Lady Lackless, but this is a clue, and this is something that Quoth never interrogates. Um, He doesn't say why his mom might know this woman, this man.
2: Yeah, this jumped out to me because I was thinking back to when... Because Manit also explains this concept. He explains it when they're talking about, like, why people pay their taxes. Um, And he says that, like, you can get really complicated. You know, you can end up, like, being your own grandfather. Like, it can be really weird. And I was thinking to myself, why is Quoth? telling braden that he learned this from his mom cuz didn't he learn it from manette but i think you're right that he may have had it from more than one source and that and the fact that we get told it twice is meant to make it stick in our minds so that when it shows up in a plot relevant way later on we can go back and go ah the seed was here all along but i do also wonder if for some reason he doesn't feel like he can say to Braden, "Oh, my friend at the university told me this," so he makes it his mom instead.
1: I mean, he could always just say his friend, and that wouldn't imply anything in particular.
2: Yeah, but why wouldn't he? Why yeah, would he say his I mom mean, instead,
0: I. Yeah, I, I think it's likely that he heard the anecdote from his mom as well as the anecdote, because, um. Man, it frames it as owing taxes to yourself, but this feels like a, a more of a funny story. And the way Quoth says it, he smiles. You know, this is like a a warm memory of his mom, and it's sort of like a moment of vulnerability that he's sharing it with Brayden, perhaps thoughtlessly. But um, it is, uh, I, I I think it's it's not guarded. I think he's not he's not showing guile doing this. I don't think he's protecting uh, his his university. Origins. I do think this is something that his mother told him, and I think it's meant to be a clue toward his mother's origins. Mm. Also, how funny would it be if the man that his mother was referring to is the Earl of Svanis and and the Viscount of Tevin? What if it's this exact guy? Mm. I mean, we'll
1: never know. Or it's I feel like it's highly likely that we will not find out.
2: Mm. Nice no, but out. I mean
0: they're in yeah, they're in the same circles. What I'm getting at is that this would have been the peerage that she was a part of. As a lackless, right? Mm. So, she probably did know this guy. Small but it could be you. You know, anyway. Like I agree, Jeremy, that it's it's to set up a, a plot occurrence, and it could be just about anybody. It could be the mayor. It could be even be Quoth, right? Maybe the king Quoth kills is himself.
2: You know what else it does set up? Uh, but because oh, set- sorry,
0: Jeremy, sorry, Jeremy. I I have to. Okay, if Quoth is a lackless. And his aunt, who is presumably childless, is married to the mayor. Uh, and if his aunt were to kick it and the mayor were to kick it, wouldn't that then make Quoth or someone related to Quoth in line for the throne? Yes. OK, good.
2: Uh, so what you said just there kind of struck me as odd because I was like, hold on the lackless family are in the Vintish period. That's a, that seems a little weird. Like we never really got any indication that, that quotes mom was vintage, but then I thought back to something we were talking about on a previous page that often aristocrats own land in like more than one, like country or more than like, they have titles, every, you know, in, in like several different countries with different systems of, of aristocratic rank. And that often would include lands. And then I thought, that when we were talking about how the Lackless Box might be the foreplate door, well, that would require the the Lackless lands be where the university is. So it's these are just pins coming up on my own personal. Uh, That's right. Well, Jeremy, telephoric. we will
0: learn in about we'll learn in about two pages that the Lackless is a very old family with many branches. Uh, Codicus will will list several of the branches, and they're from all over the place. They're not just located in Vent. So it is uh, extremely likely. Mm.
1: Excellent.
2: Also, I like how previous in the previous Brayden chapter, that was like introduction to the ring game, ring game 101. This is like intermediate ring game, ring game 201, where we we are building on the concepts that we learned in the previous chapter and finding out that they're actually more complex and nuanced than we first thought. And I don't remember, but I feel like there's going to be at least one more scene with Brayden that is like ring game, like level 301, advanced ring game. Mm-hmm.
1: Reasonable?
0: Yes. And perhaps he will continue to uh, loop Quoth into the higher levels of the ring game as it goes. Do we think that Quoth
2: has an ulterior motive for his line of questioning when he says... Because he doesn't frame it as a question. He says, it's a strange thing. I'm not quite sure what Cauticus's rank is. Um, and I think what he's fishing for there is that the mayor is going to tell him. I mean, that uh, Brayden is going to tell him. But in fact, what happens is that Brayden use- evades that line of questioning and uses it to pontificate about how the ring game is more complicated.
0: He doesn't Oh, you're so anything. right. Yes, I you're completely so agree. You're so right, Jeremy. Yeah, that's a great observation. I think Quoth is fishing for that. He's trying to figure out Cauticus's rank in the oblique way that he does when he's talking to Brayden about these things, and Brayden does completely evade it. And I wonder if because that's because
2: giving Quoth the answer might give Quoth a way to figure out what rank Brayden is, and Brayden has as we observed in previous chapters made like he's given quoth the silver ring that indicates that he and quoth are of equal rank, but quoth doesn't know what that rank is, and neither do we, so we don't actually know what information that is communicating to the court, and neither does quoth i figure I feel like Quoth is trying to figure that out, you know what I'm saying
1: yes i
0: i I think I think that quoth is sort of not thinking about that signaling, and that is uh to his detriment, but I do think that. He is more focused on Codicus because Codicus is his suspect. So he's trying to gather data on Codicus, but Brayden is either trying to to keep information from Quoth regarding Coticus, or he's trying to point Quoth in the right direction. Maybe Brayden knows that Codicus isn't a good line of questioning, so he's trying to say, "No, no, you're looking in the wrong place. Codicus isn't important. You need to look somewhere else."
2: Hmm.
1: But is where Braden wants him to look a place where he should actually be looking.
0: Uh, well, there's the question, right? Like, who, who, if Braden wants it, is that good or bad for both? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if I may uh, change tax a little bit, uh, we know that uh, Mayor and Stapes have known each other since they were boys. Uh, And you know how boys do, you know, young teenagers experimenting with one another. They spend hours together up in trees and away in little nooks and crannies. They develop a lifelong bond, wouldn't you say? Hmm. Such a lifelong bond that uh, the mayor need not ever look for a wife. Hmm. Well, I put it to you that they're just good friends, just school
2: schoolhood chums.
0: And it is perhaps not a uh, it is perhaps not a power imbalance. It is perhaps uh, the the way that allows them to cohabitate and share a household, because Stapes has money and is landed. He comes from an old family, so it's not like the mayor is is you know taking advantage of somebody who has no means in this relationship. Maybe hiring him on as the manservant was the only convenient excuse. To get his life partner to cohabitate with him and share a household with him,
1: although there's still technically no proof that there would be anything wrong, like society-wise, like that the so- that society would not necessarily look askance at them for being a gay couple. So- I
0: I think like you're right. We haven't explicitly been told anything about about uh, vintage societies, um attitude toward homosexuality so you're right jordana
1: so there is what i'm saying is that it's possible but it's also potentially not possible
2: (laughs) well thank you for coming down decisively uh, with a firm stance on this issue uh that's what we've come to expect from you in your many years doing this podcast yep uh, and we'll continue to expect it from you going forward Excellent. Yes, I really
0: admire your commitment to the bit, Jordana. Thanks.
2: Almost as much as we admire your commitment to drinking a pint of cod liver oil this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday.
0: Oh my god. And every doing? Sunday, every week. No!
2: <laughs> pint of cod liver oil, Jordana. A thousand years of cod liver oil, Jordana.
0: <laughs> uh, listeners, uh, we'll be back tomorrow and every Sunday... On another page of, of the, the Wing. wing.